Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I had to go about it, write it out. This is the final word, Ashes Daily. We've been waiting for months to say that. Jeff Lemon and Adam Collins, day one, the first test at Edgebaston, the show brought to you by Westfield, London and Westfield, Stratford City, more extra, less ordinary. Um, and, well, it was at both extra and ordinary, if you put those words together, day to day at Edgebaston. Adam, please sum up the entire day in 30 seconds. It was more extra, less ordinary. Australia were able to bowl first, which I didn't expect. England elected to bat first. Not the baseball thing, but it didn't matter. They went out of the blocks in style. Crawley, boundary first ball of the innings, first ball of the series, but they lose three in the first session. They keep the foot down in the middle stands, they're largely due to Joe Root and Johnny Bairstow after losing a couple of wickets, including a free wicket of Harry Brook with the ball that bounced over his head and landed on the stumps. After tea, Bairstow put the foot down, 78 off 78, before Root ended up completing his 30th test century, 118 not out. Stokes declares after 78 overs at 393 for eight. They have four overs at Australia tonight, Broad versus Warner doesn't quite work, but what a day, what a day. Fun day, uh, a lot happened in that day it was it was a day when I felt like England blinked with the baseball thing like if, if you're really sticking to your principles I mean a you've got to pick a nutso pick for your spinner like somebody super wild at number eight you know like they did in Pakistan and B you've got to bat last that's the whole thing that's your whole deal that's your whole shtick that's your that's your raison d'etre that's your that's 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 your 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 all of it is about batting uh, second, and then batting fourth and chasing 400 in the last innings. That's what they wanted to do, and instead they went, no, we'll bat first. What's that about? I get I get your point, and that's how I was thinking this morning, but you couldn't in, you couldn't justify bowling first on that. So I think it was a conditions-based decision. I mean, right. that was just the, the flattest track we could have imagined. I mean, you know, if you have a scale of 1 to 10 on how flat we thought it was going to be yesterday, yep. um, that was at 10. And, but it wasn't and, a batting belter. But it wasn't a batting belter flat. It was yep. a slow flat. It was a it, uh, balls not wasn't carrying a, a through. A belter Goodrum, if you will. Indeed, it was balls not carrying through to Alex Carey, barely any. Yeah. Uh, in well, in that first spell from Hazelwood and Cummins, so many balls landed in front of him. The lack of lateral movement. Crickviz yep. assessed that it was the least lateral movement that any side's got in the first hour of a test mm-hmm. match in England in their database history in England, going back to 2006. So it is an outlier. So I know sure. some people will get angry about um, criticising pitches because ten wickets, oh, sorry, eight wickets were taken at Great Day Cricket. It's not so much that. It's just telling the truth that the surface was turgid and the fact that Australia were able to take eight wickets reflects the way England are playing to an extent but the fact that they pretty much stuck to it and created just enough opportunities and well they still got declared on Uh, that's a different story but um, yeah I mean they didn't 
they, they didn't throw in the towel at any point either. Yeah, and, and they were a couple of times they were allowed to create opportunities by the way England were playing. Exactly, you know, yeah. Ben Duckett, the classically Ben Duckett thing, sort of goes at a ball he doesn't need to. The whole thing about the fact that he never leaves the ball, well, could have left that one. Um, that bounce. was so well set up, by the way. I mean, yeah. even disregarding the wicket-taking delivery, Hazelwood, we talked about it after the Ireland Test match. How would Australia bowl to Duckett? Well, kind of how you thought it would. Um, in, in as far as bowling at their stumps and then the wide one, then the tempter the yep. ball he has to leave alone 95 times out of 100 in the first session, doesn't want to gets nicked off. So a little angled bat as well, kind yep. of dabs at it he's a bit a bit cramped for room in terms of it's not really wide enough to get the arms through gets that little edge um, they're away at that point, that's only the fourth over so England have gone at six and over for the first three wicket in the fourth over you know, and, and then well, suddenly Pope's to the crease and he looked a million bucks for, for a while Well Ollie they Pope. both did, he and Crawley yeah. together, I mean Crawley was 40 or 40 or something like that and look it, it did prompt a change in strategy bearing in mind Pat had a backward point deep backward point out on the rope from the first ball but the way in which the Australian fielders were marshalled they had three back and then four back inside the first half an hour Nathan Lyon was bowling well inside the first hour of play mm. which you wouldn't have expected either. He was bowling in the 10th over. 10th over. Now right. do you want to know something something wild? Rule something Pindy, crazy? something related? No. No. Cardiff 2015 Cardiff. he bowled in the 10th over of the Ashes in the first test when right. Michael Clark was captain okay. he brought Nathan Lyon on so Cummins was operating in Clark levels of funkiness. Hmm. I don't know if there'll be any December 17 sort of situations <laughs> with Pat Cummins in future it doesn't seem like the kind of cat no, not really. but you never know you never know how things will pan out after a captaincy career is done. Um, I'm just saying that there's a little bit of overlap there because Clark liked that kind of thing. And you know what happened in that test match? Nathan Lyon got Alistair Cook out. Second over he was bowling, I think, on the cut shot. And, well, he didn't get a wicket quite so quickly here, but he did get a wicket in he that did. first session yeah. because he gets Pope. And it's the classic Lyon set up around the wicket, straightening down, and just kept a little bit low. This The surface, today, it felt to me like it was subcontinental areas, not in terms of the turning ones, but the subcontinental flat ones, where it doesn't mean you can just smash through the line of the ball. It's not like it's an absolute delight to bat on. It's hard to get out on if you're not being aggressive, but there are those ones that keep low and the occasional one that bounces a little more. We said it last week, hitting across the line when Lyon's bowling from around the wicket as a right-hander is a challenging thing. Rohit Sharma found out the hard way mm. in the second innings at, at the Oval last week. So, Or maybe it was the first thing. I can't remember anymore. It was last weekend at the Oval when they won the World Test Championship final. Yep. It was then, somewhere, sometime. But, yeah, the, the, the point is, is that you know, Lyon is the kind of guy you can throw the ball to. He's the man for all seasons for Pat Cummins. He can be trusted in circumstances like that. Taking four yep. today on the first day of the series. Bowling how many overs do you bowl? 28? Uh, 30? Shitload. I mean, you know, the, the fact that there were only two maidens bowled in the whole day, which is probably Hall of Fame worthy later, but we've got so many contenders, um, speaks to the way that Lyon had to do it differently. He couldn't mm -hmm. sort of tie up an end and rotate the quicks. This was yep. like so many things today without precedent. And then Crawley, just before the lunch break, he's batted well, he's got into the 60s, um, and then it's, it's Scott Boland doing things with a dead pitch. I mean, this is what he's trained for. This yeah. is what he spent his decade at the MCG before they relayed the square, trying to extract something from that surface. And he had the same issue today and he was able to do it today. He gets the ball to kick. How he got the ball to kick, I don't know. There were just a couple. There was that one that seemed wildly and went way down the leg side and Kerry had to dive across to take it from Boland. And there was this one where, it, again, it's the bolt upright seam, smashes into the pitch and it jumps at Crawley, who's startled. He's a tall guy, but he stands up tall and sort of just hangs the bat there and click, through goes the edge. And he got a life from Boland as well, or rather they didn't appeal for a ball that he hit and caught behind when he closed the face on one after charging at Boland about 20 runs earlier. So yeah, it was right. fitting reward. Interesting. For, yeah, they, they brought it up on TV retrospectively, that one that um, he kind of 
Udinara yeah, about. Yeah, and Pope charged a few times as yeah, well. Yeah, so I mean, three wickets in the first century was an unbelievably good result for Australia yes. in the circumstances. Yeah, and that they felt go, like them on top. Yeah, and they it, go bang, bang in inside the fourth, uh, third hour as well, picking up wickets with a score on 175 that the Brook dismissal, I suspect, will come back to that in the Hall of Fame. Yep. But 32 from 37 and, and looked, with the exception of the head drop catch and the ball that he gets out to, 35 other balls, mm. top class. And Stokes, yep. who was the very opposite, rusty, I watched Stokes batting the nets before the Island Test and looked a million bucks. He didn't today and, and nicks off for one with Hazelwood putting in a shift in that middle yeah. stretch when they needed someone to dry it up and that was the only real time in the whole day's play that there was some dot ball pressure, if you could even call it that. Right. Um, and, and there, were, there were little bits for, uh, on occasion. Josh Hazelwood bowled really well in that yeah, first session. Yep. So he comes back in for Stark, Good which selection. we haven't mentioned. Good selection in terms of the fact that he bowled well. Yep. Um, you know, I suspect that both teams will, will want at some point their faster bowler and not have them available. Um, but that, that didn't end up being a problem, I suppose, for Australia. It, it felt to me broadly like, okay, England were scoring at a pretty good rate and, and at that point where they're five down, where you'd got up to, that's where Bairstow and Root come together and they score pretty quickly for a while. Bairstow looks like he, he might turn up at that point, but he gets greedy and he has a big charge at Lyon um, and, and misses, gets stumped. Moen Ali does a similar thing, hits a couple of sixes and then gets himself stumped. But it felt like no matter how quickly England scored today, Australia always had him in control after that after the Crawley wicket I thought Australia are happy with this and even at the point where Root's batting you know with Robinson down at number 10 yep. it's like okay well if Australia get them out for under 400 they'll be very happy with that day's work they'll be confident that they can go bigger than that and yeah, in the end does, they declare for under 400. Well, this is it this is the debating point right because Bairstow after T was absolutely smashing it um, there were a couple of overs there when he was down the track lofting over cover um, pulling over mid-wicket doing things that we saw Bairstow uh, do so effectively yep. last summer when on his roll and you're thinking well he's just picking up from that run he's playing right. with the same confidence the same freedom Root was accumulating so well now Root I wrote it down somewhere here he hit only seven fours and four sixes Root didn't hit a four after half past three um, again that could be Hall of Fame where he hit four sure. sixes after that okay. um, three of them uh, two of them rather were laps lap reverse sweep jobbies over the cordon yep. which he's made an art form of in, in the last couple of years or last 12 months rather and two were over Lion's Head before the declaration came but they were letting Root score exclusively in singles and sixes but you know what I'm trying to say is is that there was a I think it they got the like plan. a good night out at a cricket <laughs> nets place <laughs> I think they got the plan wrong for Root I, th I don't mind there'll be a lot of criticism of Cummins being too defensive from the usual suspects back in Australia about being you know a woke whatever. I'm sure that'll come. You can guarantee in the morning when we wake up, those who didn't watch the whole way through will be getting stuck into Cummins. But for the most part, I think it was fine. Where I think it fell down was that it wasn't the plan for Root, because Root loves scoring singles and, and, and milking the strike and sure. playing the game his way. He doesn't. He plays baseball a different way to the model that's employed by the guys who hit the ball harder and, and strive to hit boundaries with greater yeah. frequency. I think he's liberated by the Brendan McCullum era. Um, he, he feels better because of it and he plays better because of it. But he doesn't actually play that sort of kamikaze style that no, the rest of them do. very rarely, with the exception of that one shot that he likes to play. Yeah, um, but even that is calculated in a way because he plays, what, one off Boland and one off Cummins, yeah. both of them when there's some width outside the yeah. off stump and he's like, okay, well, I can see from the length and the line of that ball that I can get under it and I can deflect it away. I mean, premeditated if those balls are yeah. in swinging Yorkers he's in strife but sure. the, the, I guess the stock delivery from Boland is outside the off stump he can hedge yeah. a little bit that he's going to sure. be okay sure so you know I, th I thought and, and for Root it's a breakthrough as well because since 2015 he hasn't yeah. made Nash's 100 so yep. he goes through the 17-18 series where he has a couple of big 50s but 
that's as far as he can go. They get absolutely smashed. 2019, two all, can't get 100. He made, what, an 87, I think, in that, and 68 at Headingley, something like that. Off the top of my head, I'm really reaching into the recesses <laughs> here. And then 21-22 doesn't make 100 in Australia yep. either. I mean, he never has made it 100 in Australia, so in, in Test cricket. Um, probably hasn't in any format. So, I don't know. It, it's, it felt important today that in the first at the first attempt in the series he's able to put those years of history behind him and say you know what I am good enough to make hundreds against this team. He's got a great strike rate of making hundreds on the first day of a summer as well Joe Root did so in 2015 at Cardiff and has done so again today against Australia uh, I was thrilled for him and looked the way he moved to 100 there was no pressure on the single even on 99 I think that's sort of a subplot of the day yeah. that for the most part I think that like Adapting to this kind of play is not going to be an instantaneous thing. It's going to take them a while to get into this new rhythm. It will take yeah. anyone that. Even the very fact that they're out there for 78 overs in effectively one-day conditions, that will take a toll mm -hmm. in ways that being out there on a conventional 90-over day wouldn't take quite so much of a toll on the fielders and the boundary riders. And there's all of these other component parts that they're just going to have to get used to. And the fact that they've gotten out of this, mm. having conceded 393, but not having lost a wicket before the close, crucially, yep. um, Warner hitting that lovely boundary off broad after nearly getting run out with Kawaja and all the nerves those That's two experienced in, in the first four overs. But the fact is they start again tomorrow, and they and they're off the mark, and that's not for nothing. Okay. So the declaration bit. Um, this you got brought at eight. That's a long tail. He gets bowled by Cameron Green, and then uh, Roots batting with Robinson whacks a couple of sixes when he knows they're about to declare. They put Australia in for 25 minutes, whatever it was, at the end. Um, in theory, you can you can understand it. I th I felt like it was taking the piss. You've got a guy out there batting so well. And Robinson can bat a bit. Batting well. Now, or, or maybe, Robinson brought a mow in all played a role today. This is what I'm, so yeah. maybe if Robinson's there at stumps, maybe he bats for an hour the next morning, maybe you get up to four hundred and fifty. Like there's there there is a valuable advantage to be taken if you let Root continue to bat. They they would he would say if Stokes was here right now, he'd say, I don't care, I want to take twenty wickets and we've already lost eighty we, we've already by virtue of batting first, we've already conceded eighty overs away from our plan, we want to get to the 20 wickets bit. And on this surface, they'd be mindful, that won't be easy. So sure. there, there is two ways of looking at this. 393, I mean, there was 407 runs scored. Actually, you know what? Why don't we talk about that in a little bit? Okay. Why don't we talk about that now as we launch into the Final Word Hall of Fame? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The Final Word Hall of Fame is brought to you by Westfield, London, Westfield, Stratford City. More extra, less ordinary. Father's Day in England this mm -hmm. week. Let the big man have some fun at Sixes or at Putt Shack or at City Bouldering or the All-Star Lanes. You know what? He doesn't need to be a big man. What if he's a small man? That's fine as well. <laughs> I passed uh, City Bouldering the other day. It's a place where you can climb walls, which I can tell you is a lot easier if you're a small man than a big man. Get him the corona uh, from uh, Iguanas by all you need to do is to keep puppy happy. Free corona oh. for him there. 600 Olay. places to buy soap on a rope or a tie or whatever it is and the bookshop's there Waterston's there to get him the cricket biography that he's always wanted uh, you can Don't buy you him a nice tie box. nice tie from Charles Tirrett don't so be, many options don't be constrained by convention buy him a tiara 
tell him he's hit Princess. Like, mix things up a bit. Westfield, London, Westfield, Stratford City. The link's in the show notes, as we've talked about on previous shows. Can't wait to be working with them throughout the men's Ashes series, the yep. women's as well, at the Test match next week at Nottingham. Your nomination. We, okay, well, let's come back to what you were saying. Were you saying there were 407 oh, sorry, runs scored? There were 407 runs scored yeah, today. That's a Edge feel long. 2005. That's a feel long. 407 wow. runs. There was 10 wickets, of course, that famous sure. day at Edgbaston. And I'm just going omen, right? I mean, yeah... Um, yeah, it was going to be Brooks' dismissal all day long, and you'll probably speak of that. Sure. But the fact that we ended on 407, it feels right. Yep. It feels like yep. all of that expectation around the 2005 series, we spoke about it in our preview yesterday. You can never meet that standard, but a day like this, mm-hmm. what do they say? It doesn't repeat history, it rhymes. Well, yeah, there's, there's something beautiful in the, 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 the assonance and the consonance of history there. Uh, Harry Brook, you've got to talk about, the, you know, thrust the leg forward, ball off the thigh pad. It hangs in the air for so long, he just forgets where it is. He's like, hang on, what's happening? Where's it going? What's what's this? And everyone Alex up in Carey's the press running box, over to silly point. Yeah, um, and 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 Labuschagne's yelling at Kerry to catch the ball because he thinks it might have come off something. Well, it did, but his leg, then his bum, pipe then down, pipe down. Uh, and then everyone in the press box is just watching because we're behind yeah, the yeah. player at this point. We're like, oh, 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 and it just comes down and lands right on top of the bales, like Spedigius dropper, you know, Arthur, <laughs> Arthur Conan Doyle stuff. It lands on the middle stump um, and knocks the bales off. It was one of the more extraordinary bold decisions you could say. We didn't mention Alex Carey results. actually and he deserves to be mentioned for that first stumping off Bairstow. That's really important yeah. and he hasn't made many stumpings in Test cricket. If he misses that, they are 420 And he did They're miss the catch. Him. He'd missed the catch Hard off Bairstow. Hard yeah. chance. Well, you know, catchable. Catchable he, but nevertheless, I'm just making the point that Carey holding on to that stumping and another one later off my wing but that was more well, important. Well, I'm, I'm saying it's, it's important because he's already dropped Bairstow. Sure. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's a dive but he only really dives after he's dropped the catch. He's leaning to the catch. It's one-handed, but it's at a good height for a one-hander, and he slaps it to the ground and then dives across. So it looked, it wasn't as hard as it looked. And that's the final word Hall of Fame for Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City. More extra, less ordinary. That's what this day was as well. If you like what we do, patreon.com forward slash the final word. All these episodes are on YouTube as well. I think that's everything. It's everything we could have possibly asked for here at Edgbaston on day one. A pleasure to bring it to you on our podcast, as we will every night of the series. You had better see us on day two. Jeff Lemon, Adam Collins. Bye. Sorry if I ran empty this, so you know what I meant. I had to go about it, write it out.